Hi, this is Netta Laurene from SmackDown, and you're listening to Freeform Rock Podcast. listening to the free form rock podcast is everybody in is everybody in is everybody in the ceremony is about to begin the friday night video fights world championship Death Leopard's Rock of Ages versus Quiet Riot's Come On, Feel the Noise. Hey, DeBrow, you say you got no worries, you got us, Death Leopard. You own the title for eight weeks, big deal. But it's up to you to decide who's gonna bang your head harder. Hey, DeBrow, I'm talking to you. You're old, you're tired, and you're losing it. You got one hit, but it's not hard enough. We're sure of one thing, American metal never rusts. It just gets stronger. This is heavyweights against lightweights. Hey, Quiet Riot, you're dead meat. Come and feel the noise of this. The Friday Night Video Fights. 11 o'clock Eastern, 8 o'clock Pacific. Exclusively on MTV Music Television. See you back later at the hotel. My man, Frank Millie. You're lovely, don't ever change. Let's have lunch. But okay. Really, my machine, Ciao. your machine. Ciao. But right after this, guess what? Come on, feel the noise. Our private reel tonight is on Quiet Riot. We joined the band at an autograph session in Worcester, Massachusetts. We spoke with lead singer Kevin Dubrow. I think the kids that come to see Quiet Riot are the kids that are like Quiet Riot. They're rebellious. When I, when I say kids, I'm not trying to say that we are teenagers, but we are the oldest juvenile delinquents on the earth today. I think they're rebellious. Uh, crazy people who want to go out, party, get crazy, and don't want to have anyone tell them you can't get wild, you can't make noise, and you can't bang your head. And that, we relate to that, and they relate to us. And the participation part of our show is so important, and I think that's one of the reasons that we have our finger on the pulse of what American kids want today, because they're just like us, and we're just like them. Crazy. Uh, metal health is the thumbprint of Quiet Riot in the sense that I think lyrically it speaks for what we're trying to get across to our audience. It says, bang your heads, which I think is the new rebellious statement of the 80s, uh, which is relating back in, in, indirectly to what the Beatles and Elvis Presley tried to say, which is, we are the band parents love to hate and kids love to love, and it's time to have a party. And it's not time to be real intelligent with lyrics, it's just time to go out and have a good entertaining time. And that's what Quiet Riot tries to do. That's what metal health is all about, banging your head. The video um, basically is, again, uh, based upon the lyrics of the song, which is about a fan of Quiet Riot's going to one of our shows and getting so wild and out there that they throw him in an insane asylum for rock and rollers, demented rock and rollers, which is pretty much like the four of we are. And um, 
he escapes from this padded cell into the stage, which ends up being me out of the padded cell into the stage, just sort of a turnaround of the basic plot of the album cover, which is a fan who is in there like this in the straitjacket with all the buttons of each guy in the band, because he's a fan. And he went so crazy at one of the shows from banging his head that they put him away. I think the impact of video depends upon the artist. Uh, from artist to artist, it differs. Certain artists, I think it, it is a help, and certain artists, I think it is everything. It, they, their career depends upon video. With an act like ourselves, uh, I think it's more of a help than anything else. Our videos of Metal Health and Comfort the Noise have both exposed Quiet Riot to people who otherwise would not have heard of them. With other groups, <laughs> I mean, it sounds like I'm slagging everybody else but Quiet Riot, but with other groups, they don't have a particularly energetic live show that's worth paying any real money to go see, so they have to have a lot of cinematic uh, effects and things going on around them to make, you see, to make it seem like the group is an entertaining group and to put more into their music than is really there just on the vinyl or really where it really matters on stage. The eight years it took to get to this point were all well worth it. And the fact that we uh, constantly play live, which is really what we're all into it for, is because we love to get out there and every night is what keeps us going. So, I mean, the eight years are the eight years. I mean, they're gone in history. And any bad things that happen or any good things are already done. And now is the important thing, because now is the only thing that really makes any difference. You have to learn from your mistakes, but you can't dwell on the past. All right, man. Welcome to the what the fuck? Where the fuck are we, guys? I would say the freeform rock hat, rock podcast with the star of the show, <laughs> Chuck Charles Manson. <laughs> Bat. Did oh, y'all? Well, you know, it's weeks ago now. They actually cut me out of an episode, folks. You were, you believe that? The star, <laughs> the fucking star of the show. But anyway. Jerry is back with us again, our other co-host, illustrious co-host, Jerry Supe. How are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing fucking wonderful, man. Good, I, good fucking album choice today. Well, I, I and I picked it because I picked great ones. And of course, now at this point, everybody's heard we're one for one. But Joseph Staub is back with us again today on this episode. Welcome, Joseph. Hey guys, thanks for having me again. Like yeah, like you said, Charles, we're one for one. We'll see how this one goes today. Just remember, guys, this is his first uh, guesting on this episode on this podcast because the other one isn't coming up till after this. <laughs> no, the other two would have dropped now by now, Mark. No, because this is still part, this is still part of Metal May, dude. We're we are like Metal May into June. No, this yeah, the first week of June. It started a week before, and it started. It's ending a week after. This is all going in order. Mark, you're a you're a pole loving motherfucker, aren't you? You know you are, right? We need to ask our fan base. Do you love how we're going with this right now? Because I think we've picked some great fucking albums lately, have we not? Oh yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. That's all you got to say. <laughs> okay, I want to be like the Kool-Aid man. Oh, yeah! 
Like, no, don't do that. And we don't do that here. I mean, I have I have a Messiah. Hey, but that was but, me. That was my own thing, dude. I don't go, oh, yeah. I went, oh, yeah. No, no. yeah. Well, we don't go that far. We don't I brought rip. up the Kool-Aid man. I gave the Kool-Aid man credit for that. But let, me, but let me do a timeout for All one right, second. Whatever. I just want to make sure you didn't think I was copying the other dude. I wasn't. No. Okay. No, no. I know you were. Uh, I know you're ripping who ripped off somebody else, by the way. Uh, the Kool-Aid man? Not you. Oh, okay. You're an original. We know who rips off other people and who don't. <laughs> that's not us. The thing is, is uh, last May, fuckers, look at Mascara Sue. <laughs> Need I say more? <laughs> All right. Mark Alden Taylor. That, that was last May? Yes. <laughs> Mark Alden Taylor. We did the last episode I did in 2022 prior to Mascara Sue was Meatloaf. And we were doing, we did killer numbers on that episode. I was put on punishment until Mascara Sue. <laughs> By the way. Was that me or Lee? I don't remember. <laughs> that, you asked me to do that. Oh, Mascara Sue. <laughs> Joseph Staub, I will tell you, if you want to punish, do you have any children, Joe? <laughs> No, no, thankfully not. <laughs> well, if you ever do and you want to punish them, make them listen to Mascara Sue. Or the Shags. No, the Shags were... That was a great episode, by the way. That's my choice. That's why. But uh, they suck, but it was funny. But Mascara Sue is abysmal. <laughs> we are doing... Man, we've done overkill at this point. We've... We're bringing it right now, motherfuckers. Freeform Rock Nation. That's right. All right, let That's me ask right. you a question, Charles and Mark. Um, what exactly music is Mascara Sue? I've never listened to the episode. So crap. It's crap. It's something I, I go when I take when I take a. Sh it's something that comes out when I take a shit. <laughs> like folk it's or not music. <laughs> it's music that, for ro it's music for robots or Yoko Ono. Wow. Yeah, Yoko Ono's. Dude, it's just as bad as Yoko Ono. Makes Yoko sound like Ann Wilson. Yes. Wow. Exactly. That must totally suck. Did we say that on the episode? That would have been cool on that episode. <laughs> I think that might have. I'll tell you what. You can expect that I was like, you put me on hiatus for all that time. They brought some dude on for a live. My favorite fucking Kiss album, by the way. I wasn't slapped in the face in no way, no. But Mascara Sue, that was my return <laughs> to the Freeform Rock Nation. Hey, you're welcome. You're making, you're, uh, we're, I'm making up for it now, man, because you're like a co-co-host, co -co you know, whatever we're called. Yeah, we're a co-host. We're, we are... we're not a thrumple, guys, okay? We did not have a thrumple in Nashville, okay? No, uh, I love that. What? Where was the picture put up of us three? Uh, in free form. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Even oh, two out of three ain't bad, right? That circle shirt. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh man, they wanted me to wear that shirt, and he said, "You changed your shirt. Now I can't piss on you." Wear that shirt? Huh? Nobody. Just you. Just you. <laughs> it's like, why don't you put a bullseye on your something? Hey, yeah. Hey, they laughed at it, dude. It was funny. 
I don't care if they're you, laughing at me or laughing with me, as long as they are laughing. You what only wore you only wore it that night, dude. You didn't wear it to the fucking the show <laughs> at the bowling alley. You didn't show, you didn't wear it at Rock and Pod, and you didn't wear it to the fucking comedy shit because I was there. Well, because you know what? What about Keelfest? If I would have wore that shirt, no, I, I, no, no. If I would have wore that shirt out, I know what would have happened to it. I'm not that stupid. I know somebody would have came up with, with scissors, tried to cut it off me. Somebody would have tried to rip it off me or take it off me and burn it. You know, I don't want to sit out there with my fat belly with no shirt on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? That, that shirt would have been perfect for Keel Fest. It would have, totally. But Joseph, uh, I told everybody that I would wear an Oasis t-shirt to the actual convention. And I did. And I, boy, did I get some dirty looks from a few people there. But I roll with what I say. So Mark should have wore that circle shirt, goddammit. Yeah, I wore, my, I wore my Night Ranger gear. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you should have hung out with that Night oh. Ranger podcast. Hey, I, I did either. talk to them. They told me to come by later, but I was too busy hanging out with you guys. And I think me and Jerry, I think me and Jerry were feeling a little run down. That podcast table was a ghost town, man. Yeah. I mean, why don't you do a fucking podcast about Ray said Fred? You might get some more interest. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're too se- they call it I'm too sexy for that Right said Fred how podcast. Do, <laughs> I, I, I know Ralph and Ian stood up for him too. Well, Ian and Ralph did but, you know about their cool guys but i'm like how could you do a podcast about night ranger hey but only one second charles Uh, i gotta uh if anybody uses that name for a right said fred podcast uh make sure and give us money for that it came off this show (laughs) (laughs) but i'm just saying i mean it would be so like how many night ranger things can you talk about oh there's plenty dude they got lots of history really yeah, but you know what? I was at a. I I know what you mean because, dude, I was at a U two cast podcast, and I even told the guy. So what the fuck we're gonna do when we're done all the U two albums and talked about everything that's done in their history? Because will they keep making more? I said, well, not enough for a whole fucking podcast. We could burn through these in a fucking year. <laughs> right. And, it, and I mean, even with, I can at least with shitty ass albums, you can go with like. The worst of the Tarzan soundtrack, or you know, you could do that. You could do, you know, that kind of crap. And hey, fucking... you know, I don't like Phil Collins on the Tarzan tra- soundtrack. <laughs> Thank God, I do. Hey, I like Susudio though. Susudio rules. It's a rip off of 1999, but it is a fun song though. Not really, but Dude, to Phil, each... Phil Collins. Totally. Yeah. Musically, it's a rip. Completely. Every five minutes into eight, from like eighty something to eighty something, you would see Phil Collins on every channel every five minutes. <laughs> he was huge. He was huge, but fuck, he don't like Paul McCartney. That's the main reason why I don't like him. By the he way, he said that. Why did he say that? I never. He loved the Beatles because Paul, he brought a copy of some album for Paul to sign, and Paul said, "Oh, look, our little Phil wants an autograph." Look it up on YouTube if you don't believe me. No, I'm not saying I don't believe you. I'd never heard that and before. Phil, Phil took offense. 
Ah, I like I, I don't like Hagar for Hagar. I don't like Phil if he's doing that shit. But Paul McCartney's a god. Oh, so you not, just put out. He's not a god to me. He's he's a great musician. He's a god. I don't worship anybody. He's a beetle. Well, yeah, beetles are awesome. But I'm not gonna yeah. fucking. I'm not gonna bow down real, to him if I see him. I go, hey, Paul, what's up, and walk away. I don't care. Oh, I would. I piss my pants and cry like a little girl. Yeah, Paul McCartney. You're more sensitive yeah. than I am. <laughs> you're the star. Do <laughs> you think Paul McCartney's a bigger deal or Phil Collins? I never said who was bigger. I never oh, 100% said that. Paul McCartney. There he goes turning Paul, around on me. Genesis. Yeah, that's what I do. I, I divert. You diverted and conquered, you bitch. <laughs> I divert. I'm a fucking wanker like that yeah that's what i do you're, you're taking lessons but, at the, the mighty uh altar dude, or somebody there. It on today's episode i don't understand why noel gallagher hated phil collins and staying as much as he did other than maybe they were like huge that might be it i honestly don't know i don't necessarily agree or disagree with noel gallagher's stance on phil collins but i just thought it was funny there you go. Oh, it is funny. I, I laugh at it. I don't. I, I just think it's funny. I, you don't have to like Phil Collins. I don't care, dude. I like Phil Collins. Man, I keep forgetting to play him on that metal station. Oh, shit. This I like that. I don't care anymore. That's a good song. That's a fucking great song. Dude, he... All right, dude. And Phil, Phil Collins and that metal station together man come on yeah, I no they like, don't i could play old like progressive genesis with phil singing live it's kind no. of screaming no. and shit yeah no yeah no yeah over oh yes i played phil collins dude my show the other day was all basically metal and hard rock uh, your show your show yesterday or uh um yeah yesterday you did it. it was fucking awesome dude you played a lot of good too but did you play you played orange goblin right yeah you're welcome. <laughs> yep, I already admitted that, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry for infringing on your starness. <laughs> yeah. Every now and then, just say, you know what? He he's not completely wussy rock. He likes he likes a little hard shit every now and then. Orange Goblin's tits, folks, and they should be a bigger man than what they are. I guarantee you that much. They fucking rock. If you like Sabbath, check out Orange Goblin. Dang. Yeah, it's... You know about Orange Goblin? Yeah, I've heard some of their stuff before. They are great. Yeah, man. They should be way bigger than they are, but it is what it is, man. We need to somehow, need to somehow promote these bands better. Somehow, I don't know how, but uh, they deserve more recognition. Than I do my part, man. I push a lean... I'm not going to say the girl's so hot, even though she is, but I could deal with that, the growling dude, but I love the music and the metal thing, and even though she's hot, but they're an awesome band. Dude, Orange Goblin's them. great. Dude, I love the growling there's, there's all kinds of new bands, and it's really, I think I hear people say a lot, it's hard to find it. Not really. Dude. Not if you stream. Not if you stream, you can find this stuff all day. <laughs> hey, uh. Yeah, speaking of new bands, Metal Mike got me into this band called They Watch Us From The Moon. It's fucking doomy, dude. If fucking the chick is fucking, I don't know, she's hot. I don't know what she looks like, but the fucking, yeah. her voice is good. 
I listened to that too, man, and it was different, man. Wasn't it cool? <laughs> it was, I don't know, you have to listen to it again. I don't know if I liked it or not to go. It was so Is fucking doomed, dude. Very worthy or... Huh? What? Is it mute worthy? No. Everybody's like, what? You know, like, uh, like Mark hates Cardi B, but I say hit no, mute. No, I hear you say. I'm just, uh... I haven't seen what she looks like, but the, uh, the music is fucking phenomenal. I can't say about the band we interviewed. Oh, I'm not allowed to say. Yeah, I can't say. Hmm. Not a bad-looking girl there, though. Lacey. Yeah. What, what I always say to people who say that they can't find new music or stuff that they don't see it around, there's so many great independent labels out there. You look up three or four of these independent labels, you're going to find band after band after band that you're going to love. I like yep. how Tears keeps making bands out of bands I love. <laughs> and I will admit, Rival Sons, Mark, they're probably all right. <laughs> I'm just not in the mood for that kind of music right now okay but they so, said they have a lot of sabbathy sounding stuff dude yeah i ain't heard it yet but if you say so i'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt but i've been in like let's crush some skulls metal you know what i'm talking yeah. about jerry yeah, yeah i think i didn't even i sent you i didn't think i sent i sent you one video and yeah. that was it <laughs> i dropped it yeah. i haven't even talked about it <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't mean they're low-rankings, Leon. I'm just teasing. Yeah, I mean, I'm in other, like, heavier metal shit. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know, the older, older I get, the louder and fucking faster I like it, dude. I like it. I like, I'm getting different. I'm liking the faster stuff, too, but I'm also liking the older stuff just as much. And the new middle stuff, like Rival Sons and... And bands like that are coming out, like uh, that band we saw in Nashville, Native Sons. They're fucking pretty good. They need support. I played them on the station. They fucking rock. Did you see them? Native Sons. He, they were at Rockin' Pod. They're cool, dude. I, I don't remember. Yeah, you weren't with me and Jerry. We got They autographed our picture. They took uh, pictures on Friends with Aston. We're, me and Jerry are both friends with Aston, right? Yeah, cool, dude. There's a lot of solo stuff. I'll tell you, it was terrible. It was the fifth. <laughs> yeah, we oh, know. And I know that Keelfest like made a wrinkle in the fucking space consortium, you know, like the time thing. Because when you have the great Dr. Fuck saying I want it that way by Backstreet Boys is a great song. I don't know how to re I have to reevaluate my life. I was gonna I was gonna <laughs> save that for the video, but we could bring that up again. Well, we can talk about it again in the video, but I mean, I really had to do some soul surgeon <laughs> and talk to everything that's holy because I'm like, no. Dude, I don't take him seriously. I don't know if he's being serious or he's not being no. serious. So I'm always in the middle with him because he might be putting up a post to get... I know he's trolling me with these boy band Duran Duran shit. We'll talk about <laughs> that later. But uh, it's funny to me. Uh, he thinks that... Um, he thinks that I think that you're a Grand He thinks that I think I, that you're a clone of him, and I you know, that I've told you that. I, you know, I only told you that as a joke. No, he, he don't. That I've already admitted that he's my. Uh, I'm his protege. Okay. But but I, you, but okay. but Whatever. but but dude, I love. I actually likes me a lot of Duran Duran, right? 
But I do. But Slipknot is way more metal than Duran Duran. <laughs> way more. Duran Duran isn't metal. Joseph, back yes. up on that. Slipknot is way more metal than Duran Duran. Well, yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> Come on. I didn't know Duran Duran was a metal band. Okay. That's I'm just obvious. saying. And Dr. Fuck loves the metal. And I'm like, you haven't seen them live. If you've seen them live, you would have a different perspective. I promise you that. I promise you that. He's, he's getting Vincent Cavanaugh all fired up about this Duran Duran boy band crap. He said he yeah. needs to teach them because Vincent knows members of that band from his ex-wife. Well, but you point out a good point. When the Beatles started out, they were the prototype of boy bands. And I put that they up. <laughs> it's a boy band? They were. <laughs> like Frankie Valley too. Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons. Stuff like that. But the Beatles moved beyond that. Yeah, they could play. But... The, the genre of boy bands will never die. It's just the way it is. It'll be a new group. That's all it is. I love New Edition. Oh, my. But not New Kids on the Block, not Backstreet Boys. I, not I, like, Bobby, I like some Bobby Brown and some New Edition. New Edition was the real deal. Yeah, I like New Edition. They're I, don't awesome. like, I don't like Menudo. Menudo is horrible. Yeah, yeah, and they sold out Ricky Martin, so fuck them. And this is for you, yeah. you, you uh, girls out there who were girls when Menudo yeah. and New Edition were out. This is for the ladies. You had One Direction, you had One Direction, and I don't care for them, but the girls loved them. And then now Harry Styles is doing his own thing, and now you have BTS, and the girls love them. That genre will never, ever die. Ever. And, it's and, just a new group. That's know, all it is. That genre still has plenty of fucking fans because new kids on the block sell out. Fucking yes, they have do. fucking three hundred dollar tickets. And so does Backstreet Boys. I know it's like ever and dude, fucking cash cow, dude. Man, that's they're, I mean, sock, they're sock, you, call, you, you call Def Leppard soccer moms? No, I think the soccer mom circuit is with the Backstreet Boys. Oh uh, no, please don't. Why did you have to? Up nine arm. It's gonna be nice this episode. Lord, man, at least Backstreet Boys didn't make the cuckold theme song that is Love Bites. Come on, I love that song. Of course, hey, we, you. I want to reform a boy band, dude. We could be a boy band, dude. We should review like Backstreet Boys once. We're hilarious. Oh, <laughs> yeah, did you put earworms? Because, dude, their music is catchy. It's just horrible catchy. We can invite, we can invite Ralph on and you can defend. <laughs> I want it that way. <laughs> Estrogen uh, levels high today. <laughs> yeah. We all have our weaknesses, but I blame Keel Fest. <laughs> I like Taylor Swift, you know, I, got, I, I don't have no fucking legs. Dude, I'll tell you what. I will say this, and I'm going to say it on the video, too. I saw Keel Fest, and that was horrible. Like, I felt like I had to take a shower. I felt like Jim Carrey and, and uh, or whatever, the crying game. I had to get in the shower and, like, oh, no. It was so bad. It and and I've, I've seen Slipknot more than once, and I did not feel that way after that. So that's all I got to say. I don't know about 
They're the worst. No, Ron Keel's the worst. Ever. Is, is Ralph getting... Is Ralph, he makes Jimmy Hagar seem like Robert Plant. Hey, is Ralph getting to you on this Slipknot hate? Maybe. <laughs> hey, Ralph, you get to him not to be, buddy. I'm laughing at your post. <laughs> yeah. What are we doing today? Well, like you picked it. Quiet Riot Metal Health. Or mental health, as Mark likes to call it. Mental health. I, I want to ask the panel, and I want Joseph to go first. Please. I was listening to a lot of Pantera yesterday, watching some interviews with Phil Anselmo, who I love. But Phil Anselmo said that Pantera made the first number one metal album ever. Do you agree with that, Joseph Stop? Not at all. Quiet Riot Metal Health, 1983. First ever number one metal album. What do you think, Jerry? I agree with Joseph. Not even by far the first uh, number one metal album. What do you think, Mark? I agree. This is metal. This is metal for back then. And this is what... Well, by, I, I have to say, by the rules here, uh, obviously... Quiet Riot's Mental Health was the first number one on the Billboard chart. But when everybody says that, do you not kind of see what Phil is saying, maybe? The only thing I can say is, I mean, they've had, they were very freaking successful. So, I mean, what. <laughs> Joseph, what do you think? You I mean, any relevance in what Phil was saying? At all? Not really, honestly. I, I get, I get where, like, kind of what he's coming from. He's the first. They're the first band to go number one on the Billboard charts by not selling out. Is what he's pretty much trying to say. Yeah. Is that they were the first true heavy, real, like, straight up metal album? Whereas Quiet Riot was chasing cover songs and whatever he wants to say. But 1983, this album was heavy metal. Before I get to you, Mark, I agree with Joseph what he's saying. Mm -hmm. But in 1983, was this not heavy metal? Go ahead. Yeah, that's what Joseph just said. 1983, this is heavy metal, and this set up all those other heavy metal albums that come after it. So without this, uh, to soften up the fans, you know, Give them that pacifier first before they could eat real meat before they got Pantera. This is metal. Yeah, I mean, see, I kind of look at Quiet Riot like, and Jerry, because Mark, you you didn't like Kiss, you don't, so don't I, try. I to like seventies Kiss. Be quiet. No, you don't. Yes, they're on my phone, uh, dude. I listen to them all the time. Jerry, wasn't seventies Kiss heavy metal for its day? Oh, I mean, for the time, absolutely, I think it was. It was heavy. I mean, then Black Sabbath, especially the first three albums of Kiss, definitely a lot darker, a lot heavier. You know, in the realm, not, not the same, the same, uh, you know, same. Right. But, so, you know what I mean. So, for nineteen eighty-three, Quiet Riot versus the only album I could think of that was roughly around the same time that was a big deal when did pyromania come out mark you're a fucking death lip in 83 
after this album, I think. Yeah, a little bit, but yeah. this might have been a little more metal than Def Leppard, Pyro. Not high and dry, but maybe Pyro, right? No. Maybe. No, it's about yeah. the same. There's a lot of pop songs on this album, dude. This album was much Def Leppard. Yeah, I think this the, the heavy stuff on this album is much heavier than anything oh. on Pyromania. But overall, Especially Def Leppard is heavier than yeah. this album to me. There's better riffs on Not the Def Leppard album. Way better riffs. Maybe high and dry. Maybe high and dry, but I don't know about Pyro. Pyro's got way better riffs than this album, dude. Well, because Pete Willis was on it. But uh Just just a matter of fact correcting, uh Pyromania came out in January of eighty three and only did not go number one because of thriller. Yeah. Uh -huh. oh interesting wrinkle but the thing is i don't agree with phil because uh the black album number one as well too he wants to discredit the black album. which by the way who's opening for metallica in the states pantera. is it it's pantera right it's not the other way around right no i mean i thought 72 season was mid mediocre but it's still Metallica. Well, it, America's it, greatest. It's just and like ever. Co Coke is a powerful drug, and so is money. Uh, hey, Phil, come open for us. We'll, here's some cash. Oh, yeah, I'll be right there. <laughs> yeah, we're going to say that Far Beyond Driven was a better album than the Black Album. I love Far Beyond Driven, by the way. But, uh, yeah, the Black Album also went number one. It went Diamond as well, by the way. And, uh, I, I think this album, Quiet Riot, earned its place as the first metal album to go number one, ever. That's my opinion. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think anybody's doing it. It earned its place. I would agree with your opinion, absolutely. Yeah, I yeah. agree with your opinion also. Cool. But let's right get, on. let's get into this album, man. When was what are you do you want to give any stats on it? No, you're the stats guy. I'm just uh, a star. All right. Just, oh, make me do all I the cannot. work while you just look pretty right. and stand in the corner, That's right? Star. Right. That's right. Yeah, you're David Lee Roth and I'm Alex Van Halen. <laughs> or Michael Anthony. Yeah. There you go. No, I'd rather yes. be Alex. I like drums better. All right. This it's is a. Uh, it says heavy metal, glam metal. See, there's the pop. They call they kind of call it glammy. Uh, this is, uh, this uh, is hold on, glam metal. No, thing. not even close to being glam. Well, you know they have some songs on here that are glam sounding. Um, okay, we'll get to that. You're right. This is released March 11th, 1983. So the Def Leppard album was released three months before it. I guess. Sure. Yep. He said January 1983, right? Yeah. Yeah, so this was released after it. it. So I was wrong about uh them helping De Well, they probably did help Def Leppard after this, probably. I don't know. But fuck. MTV is a powerful drug back then. But let's get into this. We start with mental health, man. Uh, Charles, this is your episode. What do you want to do? I'll go first. All right. Why not? different but I'll, I'll go first usually i go last on my pick i always ask the star where he wants to jump in 
Good choice. And I picked the song, by the way, so go ahead and play the song. Yes, you did. So here's Metal Health. Metal Metal Health by Quiet Right on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
All right, that was Metal Health. Charles, why'd you pick this one? Well, hey, man, to the Freeform Rock Nation, you know, I know I love Oasis. I love Weezer. And I love the Violent Femmes. So maybe you'll question me on my call here, but is this not the metal national anthem? I mean, it should be. It's a bit stereotypical, but shit, man. Bang your head? What's not the love about this anthem, man? The bro is screaming. Cavaza is bringing it. Frankie Benali is just phenomenal. Too bad Sarzo wasn't on this track. Oh, Rudy Sarzo. That's uh, yeah, right. There is no way that if you profess metal in your system that this doesn't get your fucking dick hard and get you fired up. Go ahead and check that at the door. Absolute banger tune and my favorite Quiet Riot song, period. Jerry. Uh, I mean, I mean, you know, so, so many things were right with and I mean, perfect, fucking little drum intro in the beginning, Kevin Scream, holy shit, man, this album's gonna fucking rock, you can tell. And you mentioned it, this is a perfect metal anthem for our generation, at least. I mean, if we started a, you know, our own personal metal hall of fame, this would be a fucking no-brainer and a unanimous decision to make it, man. Uh, just a fucking banger of a tune. Great choice to pick for your song on the album. Starting out with a five out of five. If I give this album, if I give this six or seven horns up, I would, man. This song fucking rules. They have a, a metal hall of fame. It's done by this magazine, I think. And every year people are getting inducted. Like our music is getting in there. Stuff like that. Uh, I forgot the. They always have the awards show here. It's broadcast online. Uh, fuck, I forgot. Charles. So, uh, Joseph, what do you think about this song? Well, three for three here so far. Yeah, Metal National Anthem, one of the greatest metal songs of all time. Definitely my favorite song on this album. I mean, it's just it's so killer. Right from the beginning, like Jerry said, that drum intro, Kevin's screaming, Carlos is going nuts on this song. I mean, it's just fantastic from start to finish. The lyrics are great. Just, it's so good. If you don't headbang with this song, there is something wrong with you. Yeah, I agree with all of you. This heavy metal anthem still holds up today. Everyone knows this song, even people who don't like metal. It's played in movies, football games, baseball games. It's a song that was built to last. I'm not even talking about the song just rules. There's nothing I could say about it that nobody knows about it. So I'm just saying, this is an anthem. You guys are all right about that. Then we it's, get to the next it's one. Just, we'll yeah, one more thing. It's so good. I hate to interject, but man, it's so good. Holy fuck. That's awesome. Kick-ass video, man. That kick-ass mask that Kevin wore, man. Just everything was right about this song. This song could do no wrong. And it holds up today, man. It really yeah. does. So, Rules. Built to last. Yeah. And then we get to the next song, uh, which is the big hit that came off this. The first single, right? Come yep. on, feel the noise. So uh, who wants to go first? I'll go. Go ahead. 
we're doing a different thing. I usually go last when I pick, but we'll, well, I'll go first until somebody picks a song. How about that, Mark? All right. We'll see how fucked up my. Well, I gotta is. listen to the talent. Come on, feel the noise, right? <laughs> yeah. The Slade cover. Do you know much about Slade, Mark? Godzilla? I don't like them at all. I love them. I don't. You're you're off base, and I love Jared. Uh, this is the song that launched this album into the fucking stratosphere. And uh, the first metal album to chart number one. Fuck you, Phil Anselmo. Come at me, bro. I don't care. And uh, it just is so good because in 83, I know what he was trying to say. That's why I asked you guys. But this was fucking heavy metal in 83, period. And uh, bro's vocal style is so similar to Naughty Holders. Exactly. From uh, Slade. And it works so good. Interestingly enough, I first heard this song in an episode of Solid Gold. Bark and Jerry, you remember that show? Yeah, yeah. Solid Gold okay. Dancers, man. Of course. Dion Warwick, right? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, whoa, what the fuck is this? But guess what? On Monday, everybody at school was talking about Quiet yeah. Riot. This candy stripe microphone stand and all that. And uh, Oasis covered this song, too. But not near as good as Quiet Riot's. This is the definitive version of the song. I fucking love it. It's in my DNA. It's great. All right. So I'll go uh, next. What can I say about this song? It put metal out there for mass consumption. Maybe ruined metal. Because after this, record company started signing bands who were metal off the Sunset Strip. This opened the door for the Death Leopards later, I guess. Or those other, like, Britney Foxes that came later. Uh, <laughs> Why you guys got to bring up Britney Fox? Because <laughs> they're easy. Else. They're an easy target, man. Like, uh, Bring up Nelson. Stand up for them. Huh? Stand up for Nelson. Nelson. Nelson wasn't a metal band. They were just rock. Uh, they never man. claimed to be metal, dude. Shit. Britney Fox didn't either. It just you like be a all that fucking 70s soft rock shit, and you hate Nelson. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Fuck Nelson. <laughs> fucking 70s shit. Fucking singer-songwriter crap. But, uh, fuck, I'm just saying, this opened the door for, uh, the record companies go, ooh, there's money to be made here. Let's, uh, let's go pick up any band we could get that looks like them and sounds like them, and, and then you get fucking maybe poison later because of this. <laughs> so. And then we get to the next one, Slick Black Cadillac. Wait, Jerry. Hey, wait, Mark. Ah, oh, I'm, Mark joking. No. I'm joking. Jerry. <laughs> got yeah. you. Got you guys. Oh. No, um, Charles Messis is by Slade, a very underrated, you know, definitely one of the uh, early glam bands coming out from England. Never made it really big in the States, but uh, they were a good band to check them out. Dave Hill is a great guitar player. Naughty Hill, or Naughty Holder is a great freaking singer, dude. Great underrated band. Uh, but this song here, man, another one. This is almost another freaking metal anthem, in my opinion, dude. Um, the only difference between this and Metal Health is I'm, a little, I'm kind of a little burnt out of this one, but I'm never going to be burnt out of Metal Health. Um, usually when I, you get burnt out of a song, that's a good thing, because, I mean, the band did something right and had a good tune. 
with that being said, this is still a freaking awesome tune. Another five out of five, man. So what do you think of it, Joseph? Kind of same with Jerry. I love the song, but I am a little bit burned out on this one. Um, of the two big Slade covers, I do probably prefer Mama We're All Crazy Now a little bit more than this one, just because I haven't heard it as much, I guess. But this is still a great, great cover. Really brought that heavy sound, like Mark said, to the masses. And I have to laugh that what Slade decided to do when this got really big instead of, you know, kind of embracing this new community it opened them up to, they released probably their biggest single in America, one of the cheesiest, poppiest songs ever written called Run Run Away. Love it. It's a great song, but it it completely just wrecked them for the masses that got turned on to them because of Come On, Feel the Noise. But I hear that. The ballad afterwards, My Oh My, is a freaking great tune. Oh my god, My Oh My is amazing. I love that song, but like, when they see all this success they're having because of Quiet Riot covering it and turning it on to the metal community, and they put out this, they decide the next big hit is going to be the cheesiest, 80s, poppiest song you've ever heard in your life. That was a choice. <laughs> it was pretty much the only success they had in America that was that album. Exactly, and it wasn't with the community that they got turned on to because of this song. Especially if you knew early 70s Slate, that's completely different, man. You're oh, right. 100%. Yeah, I, I think what, that's why I don't like them. I saw that video in the '80s, <laughs> and I never went back to them. But I did hear their version of this song, and it's it's quiet. Riot blows it away, and then we get to uh, Slick Black Cadillac. No, no, nah. We get don't to wanna don't want to let you go. <laughs> I like fucking with you guys. All right, don't want to let you go. We'll start with you, Charles. Oh man. I find this song a head scratcher. What is this, a foreigner track? Like, no. The drum slam, but I've never been a fan of this particular guitar tone. It's so dated to that 80s sound that I don't like. You know, like, you know, Love Bites? It has, like, that kind of fucking guitar tone that Love Bites has that I hate. Uh oh man, I don't I don't like this song at all. And uh the bro also his voice doesn't match his style at all. So it's just a putrid track. It's out of place and it's not good at all. Really bad. Jerry. Um I would disagree with you a little bit, Charles. It's not a horrible song. I mean they <laughs> Compared to the last two songs, I mean, definitely not as good. It's catchy. You compared them to Foreigner, I kind of thought it was Quiet Riot meets Loverboy, in my opinion. But uh, the cool thing about this is that Carlos can play cool leads on any kind of tempo freaking song that there is, man. I think his solo is pretty amazing in this song. Uh, but with that being said, though, I'm going to give this a three out of five. It's not the greatest on the album. Yeah, I, I agree with you. This after two metal classics, they slow it down with this piece of shit. Joseph, what do you think of it? <laughs> yeah, I'm with Charles on this one. This is awful. The only thing that even remotely redeems this is the solo. Like Jerry said, it's a great solo from Carlos, which you could say for pretty much every song on the album. Uh, but this one is a really good solo, but the rest of the song is horrible. 
and the placement is just so weird. I mean, you look at the, especially the rest of side one. You got the first the, the singles, and then you got this, and then you got the next two songs, and just it doesn't fit at all. It just it it slows the album to a crawl after those first two songs, and then you start they start building it up with the next one, and it's just like, who decided? There's another there's something on side two that I kind of feel similarly about about the track listing, but yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah but this is this one's just no not a fan not a fan all right and then we go to the next one slick black cadillac what do you think of this one charles well a re-recording of the song that first appeared on qr2 from 1978 and of course uh randy rhodes a few of you might have heard of them heard of him out there uh he was on that version and he was in the band uh this version is probably more in line with the style of metal health than uh, personally i can't really discern which one is better uh there's enough differences between the two but i may air to this one a little bit it's got both versions got a slight queen vibe on both which is cool to me uh I kind of dug this one, so it's way more to my style on this track than that crappy "Don't Want to Let You Go" song. So, what do you think about it, Joseph? Oh yeah, this one right back to what we were with on the first two tracks. This was great, nice up tempo, really catchy song. The backing vocals are just layered and layered in there, and I mean, it's a great song. Like Charles said, re-recording from one of the Randy Rhodes albums. And I do prefer this version. I think it has a better production overall. I really cannot get into those two Randy Rhodes Quiet Riot albums. As much as I love Randy, and his, especially with his work with Ozzy, I cannot get into those two Quiet Riot albums that he did. But I think this that. is... Yeah, I know. I've seen a lot of people say that, but I think this version is my favorite version of this song. I think it's great. I think the production really suits it, and I think it's a really, really good kick-ass song. Yeah, I'll let you go last, Jerry, this time. Uh, now this is this is a fucking deep classic on the album, man. Everybody, everybody when they they go on the radio station, if they request a Quiet Riot song, it's usually Slick Black Cadillac. <laughs> they don't request the hits, or they go Loves a Bitch or Breathless, or uh, Mama, We're All Crazy Now. They want to hear those. They don't want to hear the Come On Feel the Noise of Metal Health. They want to hear this song, and this song fucking rules, Jerry. Yeah, I mean this. Another great freaking fucking classic about this album, man. You just want to freaking just get in your car, freaking hit the gas, and freaking just cruise, man. You know, fuck it. If you get a ticket, fuck it. It's worth it, man. This song rules. Um, curious thing about 70s choir. A lot of people bitch about early 70s choir, but I don't really hate it. This People hear the mental health choir right first. A lot of people did. So I can understand why they think that the 70s version is not as good. Of the band, um, I disagree. I kind of like uh, the first two albums by Quiet Riot. But with that being said, man, this is another freaking classic, dude. Five out of five. Yeah, and then we go to the next song, making "Loves a Bitch," which I picked. So here's "Loves a Bitch" on the Freeform Rock podcast.
That was Love's a Bitch, and I picked it because if fucking Kevin's fucking screams and fucking like sounds like a lot of pain to start this song, man. Uh, this isn't a fuck. This is a fucking great track. A lot of people request this one too, and I've been listening to this song a lot lately. Fucking love this fucking song. Just fucking rules. It's fucking metal as fuck. Charles, what do you think about it? Yeah, Love's a Bitch, right? Yeah. Yeah, we got the power ballad, or do we? Kind of. At least the verses are. Dubro sings it pretty well. And while I do think it's a bit to order here, the song has enough inter interesting elements. And it isn't like To Be With You by Mr. Big, where you, like, got hard at Nashville like you did, you fucking... I love Eric Martin. Eric Martin rules... So, you don't have to worry about losing cred here, jamming this one. Not the best, but not the worst either. And actually rocks a little bit, so it's okay to me. What do I have to lose? I have no cred. I, li I listen to Sammy Hagar according to you guys. So, uh, I, I'm more Correct. free to listen to any other shit I want because of that. Thank you. <laughs> I, I don't think so, but go ahead. 
I listen to everything you guys give me. I like it. Um, Next guy. That's uh, Joseph. All right. So this is how you do a slower tempo song. Not that don't want to let you go crap. This is how you do a slower tempo song. So keep it heavy and keep it quiet, Riot. Just like Charles said, there's enough keeping this thing interesting. I think that uh, I love that slow opening that kind of brings that it kind of bridges over from slick the end of slick back Cadillac, and I love it how it goes into that first course. Then it kind of stays heavy after that. But yeah, this is how you do a good slower tempo song. Not that don't want to let you go crap, Jerry. But I'm going to disagree with all three of you. This song is garbage, in my opinion, dude. It's boring. <laughs> kind of cool. Like Kevin screaming in the beginning is pretty cool. But uh, there's nothing fucking beam up about this piece of shit, dude. This song sucks ass. Two out of five, man. Hey, I know you haven't been giving up your horns. <laughs> lagging on that one. All right, and then we get to the next one, uh, Breathless, which uh, Joseph picks. So here's Breathless on the Freeform Rock podcast. Sorry for interrupting the podcast. I just want to take a second to thank all of you for listening. Please take a second to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Podbean. And join the Freeform Rock Podcast community on Facebook. Now, back to the show.
Okay, that that was uh, Breathless. Joseph, why did you pick this one? Well, other than like the big hits, this is probably my favorite song on the album. I think this is just a killer song. The chugging riff at the beginning, fantastic guitar work from Carlos on this whole song. The band is just fired on all cylinders. It's not a really fast song or anything like that, but I think it's really good and heavy, but still catchy at the same time. And I think it's just it's a great if you if you want somebody if you want to show somebody what Quiet Riot or what this era of eight early eighties metal is like. This is a great song to show them. Yeah. And then we get to uh, Jerry. Oh, man. Now we're getting back on track, dude, man. Got some kick-ass galloping riffs here that would make Iron Maiden proud, dude. Fuck yeah, man. Um, very catchy chorus, man. And just let me fucking just say something about what an amazing vocalist Kevin DeBro was, man. You talk about you. I, I compare him. I put them up here with up there with Ronnie James Dio and the best of them, dude. The dude could could have freaking sing his ass off, dude. And this song is proof, man. Four out of five, man. Love it. It just sucks. They kept going the same direction and even worse, like getting more poppier and poppier. I liked up to QR three, but there's some horrible songs on that album. Um, and uh, yeah, this song fucking rocks. Killer leads made night made nest. I can love the stomp rhythm. This makes you want to bang your head again on this fucking album. Fucking love it. So, uh, Charles. Yeah. You get to go last this time. I know. I'm supposed to go first, but Joseph oh, picked it. Yeah. Some of that maiden gallop. So, hell yeah. Uh, Sarzo's bass is awesome on this track. Rudy Sarzo, for those who don't know at home. Uh... The drums are cool too, and I think I do think lyrically it's a bit forgettable and a bit pedestrian sounding vocally as well. But musically, I think it's slamming. Very good album cut that survives on Sarzo and Frankie Benali alone. And guess what? We're gonna hear a lot more about Frankie Benali going forward from me. All right, man. Then we get to the next track. Uh... Run for cover. What do you think about this one, Charles? Frankie Benali is a beast. We're already getting into it. And I mean, that bass drum, he's working. Is that not phenomenal? I mean, uh, man, it's so good. This is just a damn fine metal song. And Benali is a just absolute beast on the track. Carlos's guitar work ain't nothing to sneeze at either. This is just a killer 83 metal song to my ears, slamming from beginning to end. Check it out for the drums alone. Yeah, man, I'm going to go next because I'm agreeing with you. It's funny how we, you're, you're bringing up Benali and I have Benali in my notes on this song. So this is fast moving 80s metal. Kevin, no one's sounding like this guy. Man, they fucked themselves after this album. Benali was the 80s John Bonham, man. He hit those drums so hard, and the fucking lead that Carlos is doing is fucking amazing. I'm just fucking, your fucking review is basically almost the same thing, man. <laughs> uh, right on. All right, and we get to you, uh, Jerry. Oh, fucking, this song, again, rules, dude, man. <clears throat> Excuse me. It was like, they opened with this one for a long time, man. Just a fucking firestorm of fucking great, great, great tunage, man. 
Um, yeah, Frankie shows off the skills, man, with this cool-ass drum fill, man. I love it, dude. Uh, this is metal fucking coffee, dude. And metal coffee is you don't need fucking coffee when you make up, wake up. Just fucking listen to this in the morning, and you'll be up and ready to go, man. This song rules. Five out of five. What do you think about it, uh, Joseph? I'm with all y'all. I mean, just right from the beginning of this song, you know this is going to be a kick-ass, amazing song. That drum intro right into Kevin's scream and the riff. It just, it is such an amazing deep cut off this album, and I was thankfully lucky enough to see them play this about a year before Frankie passed away a few years ago. So I got to see Frankie play this song, and I got to see him play these amazing drum fills. And it was, like Jerry said, it was what they opened with that day. It was at a festival I was at, and they opened with this song. They mo Almost all their set was this, was this album. There was a few songs, we'll get to it a little bit later in the review, but there was a few songs they didn't play from this album. But they played almost everything. Yeah. So, what do you guys think about uh, like Quiet Riot going on without Benali and just bringing back Sarzo to make it look like there's an original member in there? Yeah. Well, I mean, they've technically been scabbed for a long time. Benali is not original member. Yeah. I don't know. But I'm thinking. But his wife says that this is what Benali wanted, and he told Sarzo, "This is what I want the, the band to live on." So. Yeah, great. Dizzy Pearl can sing. He's a great singer, dude. So. Yeah, I'm seeing him next week. I'm excited. Yeah, Jizzy Pearl does rule, man. But Frankie Benali had to be one of the most underrated drummers of the 80s. 100%. He played on a uh, great Wasp album. Yeah. He's a woman on this record. I didn't hit him to this point, but he was great on the whole record. Mm-hmm. alert. Yeah. Actually, I, I, miss, I misspoke. I think... Uh, I said Sam Quiet Rat, but Chuck Wright was actually an original member. He played with them for the longest time. So yeah, he uh, really yeah. was. I wouldn't call him Scab, but not you know classic. Let's just say classic lineup. Yeah. All right, and then we get to the uh, instrumental on here, Charles. Battle Axe. Right. Yep. Battle Axe. Carlos solo spot and a segue kind of thing. I guess it's his version of Eruption. Not too bad. Not the worst, not the best. A bit stockish sounding to me, but it works. But I wasn't floored by it either. It just seemed weird where it was placed. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. The album's almost over. You're like kicking their ass with Run for Cover. Did you come into Battle Axe, an instrumental? It's okay. It just didn't fit the album, man. Eruption fit because it went right into you really got me right yeah so it, it kind of blended in with it it's like oh it's just an extended beginning to you really got me this was like out of nowhere it didn't go together so i didn't like it what do you think about it jerry you know i agree with you guys the placement of this weird freaking solo itself freaking rules dude i love it dude and the top notch freaking uh player man is he still in rat by the way no no, no. <laughs> well what what is rat right now honestly he, he said like, he would only go back if uh, uh what's his name oh, comes back the guitar if d martini's back yeah. yeah i loved it i i'm a guitar player and i'm a guitar fanatic and i love carlos man like i said top-notch player but the placement is wrong and that's the only thing wrong with it in my opinion it's a four out of five for me yeah it should have been like a b-side or something <laughs> 
put it on a B-side, uh, the 45s back then, that would have been killer and just, like, make it a nine-song album. It just didn't fit. Joseph. Joseph. Yeah, I'm, I'm right with Jerry on this one. The, the concept of it is fantastic. Carlos is a hell of a guitar player, super underrated. I love what he did on this entire album, and I love what, what he did on Rat's Infestation album. That's a great album, oh, a great yeah. guitar album. Um... I think he's super underrated, and I love what he does on this. But like all of y'all said, the placement is super weird, and then it just kind of fades out at the end. It doesn't even kind of go into the next song. I'd, I'd be a little bit more forgiving if it if it directly led into the next song, but it fades out at the end for no reason. So I'm like, well, why did they put it here then? It just makes no sense. Yeah, yeah I call it filler, man. That's what I call it. <laughs> it's, it's not even killer filler. It's good guitaring, but B-side, man. I would have made it a B-side and just left it, put another song or something on here. But uh, then we get to the next track. Uh, let's get crazy, Charles. Well, let's get crazy. Once again, the drums are fucking fantastic sounding. Uh, definitely a filler, but the damn drums, the drums are so fantastic here that I hate to call it that, but it is. Uh, I'd say it's killer filler variety, not skippable. Far from the worst track of the album, by far. And it's better than 99% of any Poison work. <laughs> Jerry. Oh, man, this song doesn't do much for me at all, man. This is dated, stale, generic. Um, this actually sounds like it could have been a Lita Force song. I like Lita, don't get me wrong, but this sounds like it could be a Lita Force song, the way it's structured. I don't know, man. Like, Carlos' solo kind of saves it, but, man, this song is... This song, to me, is ultimate filler, man. Two out of five. I, I, Jerry, I, Jerry I, have you heard Poor Boy Blues ever? What's that? <laughs> have you heard Poor Boy Blues by Poison? Uh, I'm sure I have. <laughs> by far. So. <laughs> I own two Poison albums, but I think I've only listened to one of them once, and it's been in the shelf since, so that tells you what kind of a Poison fan I am. <laughs> Take it outside, but go ahead, Mark Alden Taylor. What the fuck? I don't know. What the fuck were we? <laughs> I'm just saying, we're on it, Let's Get Crazy. Oh, so, yeah. uh, Jerry, you already said yours. Uh, I'll go next. Uh, I like this song, but it is killer filler, like Charles says. Uh, Carl and that fucking solo by Carlos is just amazing. Joseph. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good heavy track. Definitely some killer filler. This is one that surprised me. I saw them play this live. Really? Yeah. This was one of the ones that they played live when I saw them. I'll go over what they didn't play. The only songs from this album... I've only seen them once a couple years ago. I'm seeing them again this coming weekend. But the only songs they did not play from this album were Bre uh, Don't Want to Let You Go, which, thank God. Breathless, which I would have liked to see live. Battle Axe. And Thunderbird. Everything else they played live. So, I was surprised that they played this one. So, th this was one that I was like, oh, I, I like this song, but it kind of caught me off guard. But, yeah, it's a good song, but definitely some killer filler. Hey, Charles, I got a question to ask you. Yeah. Uh, since uh, Jizzy Pearl's in this band right now, they brought up Jizzy. Did you like the L.A. Guns when he was the singer? Uh, No. <laughs> okay, just me. I thought you said you like Jizzy, so. No, I dig Riley's LA Guns. They kick fucking regular LA Guns ass all day Sunday. 
And you're on. Well, I'll be seeing them. I'll be seeing them next week too. You're on. Dude, that's Riley's version blows, dude. I'm sorry. Yeah, it blows. Yeah. It blows donkey dicks. You guys ain't. You ain't giving it. You ain't trying hard enough. You're not <laughs> trying hard enough. Like it. No, I'm like I'm like you, Charles. I don't want to. I don't have to. <laughs> Good call. I respect that. But the drum sound is way better. And Phil Lewis, what's the name? Phil, what's his name? Yeah, you got it. Yeah, yeah he Phil sounds Lewis. like an old man now. No, so. he doesn't. <laughs> yeah, he does. No, he doesn't. His voice still sounds the same, man. Yeah, I like the debut at Cocked and Loaded. Now, can we go to the next song? Yeah, I'll get, I'll get Cocked and Loaded. Yeah. <laughs> I wish, nah, next week I could probably drink. All right, man. Was, then we get to the last song, which Jerry picked, Thunderbird. So here's Thunderbird on the Freeform Rock Podcast. Hello, you. Yes, it's me. You can't come back. You're flying free. You think you found everything that you need Fly away Fly away To your new home Across the seas Leave your nest Oh baby, leave the best thing
All right, Jerry, you picked this track, man. Why? Because it's a fucking beautiful song. Man. Tributes to Randy Rhodes. Uh, fucking the, his, Kevin's vocals on this are probably the most sincere on the album, dude. Uh, proof that sometimes ballads can be heavier and more powerful than the hardest rock song. Uh, this prove it, man. I love this song. It works really well at the end of the album, in my opinion. Um, the end of a great freaking record. Thank you again, Charles. I give this song a five out of five. Man. So, so Charles, you went yikes before we were playing it, dude. You got to go next. <laughs> oh man, we end with this this like non poser palette ballad, <laughs> and this is pure ballad land. And it's interesting to end with this. I didn't do the bonus track. I think Jerry will talk about it. I didn't listen to it. Uh, and yeah, I gotta say no here. I'm gonna give them credit for trying. I know it was a day, it was a tribute to Randy Rhodes, so that's cool, totally. But a piano ballad to end this metal classic. <laughs> Leave that stuff to Meatloaf. <laughs> Oh. And uh, I really do enjoy Manali's drumming. I think he's probably a mad, underrated drummer in the history of the game. But I got no enjoyment out of this way too cheesy and disappointing ending to a really cool album. But you can't win them all. <laughs> and again, I'll give it credit, though, for being a Randy Rose tribute. But man, no. Hard yeah. pass. Rose's best vocals on the whole album. Hard pass on this track. Joseph. Well, I'm, I'm going to play Peacemaker on this one. I'm going to kind of split the aisle a little bit. Um, I think it's a great track. I think that Kevin sounds really good on it. I think Carlos's guitar solo is phenomenal on this song. But I do not think they should have ended the album. I don't think this fits at the end of this album at all. I don't know where I would put it necessarily but i don't think that this fits as a last track at all um that's my big criticism of it uh this is what i was talking about earlier where i had a criticism of like the the track listing on side two this does not this is not a, an ending an album song in the slightest yeah but this isn't quite right like fucking charles is saying fucking meatloaf this is fucking sappy fucking like, and I would do anything but love, but I won't do that. <laughs> like, 90s meatloaf, not the 70s meatloaf. 70s meatloaf rule. Yeah, not the good one. Not the yeah. good meatloaf, the bad meatloaf. We got to clarify that. There's good and bad meatloaf. But uh, this song fucking blows. It fucking blows hard. I do like the guitar. I do like the drum sound. But the piano just ruins it for me. And I like piano, but I, I like that in my Ario Speedwagon, not in my metal or Home Sweet Home, I think, is the only one I give a pass to. But, uh, I November Rain. Oh, November Rain, too. But I hate this fucking song, and it blows in a great fucking album that I fucking now give fucking six and a half uh, bong rips. Yeah, but I mean, I give them an A forever. I hate to trash it because it was their tribute to Randy Rhodes, and that was cool. Fucking song but, rules, as are wrong. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm the one that's always right on the show, so... <laughs> yeah, maybe. You may not be the star, but you're always right. But is this one just missed the mark? Maybe a B-side? 
He closes Metal Classic with this with this song. Mm, it was standard in that era of every fucking hard rock metal band did a ballad, though. Yeah, but not at the end of an album. Like, did Appetite Close with Sweet Child of Mine? No. No. Dude, uh-huh. this is this, this is weird, dude. Battle Axe and this song don't belong. They should be B-sides. Or maybe do a Beatles thing and release it as a separate single off the album. That's yeah, not maybe. Yeah. That's all. It's a, not a bad song. It just didn't fit on this metal classic album because I do love the album. I do think, though, in the end, I have to say, if I'm going to be honest, from my opinion, Metal Health and Come On, Feel the Noise are the two standout tracks. And oh, it's the I, one that everybody remembers. Period. Yeah. Period. Well, I, well, Slick Black Cadillac is pretty up there for a deep track. But come on, but uh, yeah, but if you ask the common person on the street, they oh, know. Oh yeah, I, I said one of my reviews of these songs. I said this is a song that even people who don't like metal know it. <laughs> it's totally. I mean, so and then condition terminal. I mean, critical. critical. Twilight was, Hotel. Was that on they? There? I mean, they've been knocked for being a one-hit wonder. They kind of were a little. But that's because this was so huge, and they just didn't follow it up. But Riot Riot Twilight Hotel on Motel. I'll let one of the other guys know, say I don't. I don't know, Joseph. You know, right? No. Oh, <laughs> See, that's, a what? Great, that's a great song, man. Yeah, but I I'll mean, we all know that's the same one with the Wild and the Young that was off of that's which Wild Three. But what we all know, know what the metal heavy metal national anthem should be metal health and they're they're still quite a ride man i mean that's the way it is kevin dubrow was on every heavy metal documentary ever until he passed away because of this album one of the best metal singers of all time period yeah and uh even though that one album was really their best i mean that most people know they brought metal to the masses. I, that's my final answer. Yeah, and I'm just gonna say QR3 is better than Condition Critical, even with that that hair implant. Kevin got it for the videos because I like Major. Twilight Hotel. It's fucking a great fucking song. He has such a great voice for yeah. metal. The way he really. sings that song, oh my god, it's so good. I don't but even Frank think I know Al- any songs. Frank Valley was the one that stood out for me. I hadn't listened to this in a long time. Man, that's a great drummer. Man, we miss him. I'm telling you. Well, uh, great drummer. Yeah, he, they called him the bottom of the 80s. So, um, Phenomenal yeah. drummer, in my opinion. So, great drummer. You guys got any more thoughts on this album, Joseph? Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, that The bonus track that Charles brought up earlier, uh, Danger Zone. I really like that bonus track. Um, I think it definitely could have replaced something like Don't Want to Let Go on the album. Um, I definitely think it should have made the album over at least one or two of the songs that made the album. Yeah, don't want to let don't want to let you go was to me the worst track on the record. I don't know why they did that. Yeah, I agree. That was a horrible song. Horrible. So Thunderbird. Yeah, that bonus song was terrible, man. Sorry, I did not. But it was better. Don't want to let you go, Jerry. Uh, you like that 
Don't you love that Love Bites guitar tone? You love that? No, I said no. Love no. Bites, Love Bleeds. It's pretty it sounds good. <laughs> what were they thinking with that one? Love Bleeds, Love Dies. <laughs> Thunderbird wasn't as bad as that one. Oh, Love Bites fucking kills Thunderbird. No, it doesn't, but this is a great. Oh. Not at all, Mark. <laughs> oh fuck you! I love I love me some fucking love bites. I like fuck. women better. One of the one of the worst songs ever written. God's <laughs> of War. God's of War Pound is my Cake. favorite song. Pound Cake is Stairway to Heaven compared to Love Bites, and I hate Pound yep. Cake. Yep. <laughs> Come on, what, what's wrong with getting some Pound Cake, man? You put some fucking ice cream on it. No. <laughs> Hagar's the devil. Dude, you could just lick that pound cake, baby. Come on. Come on. Fuck Bite my no. pound cake. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> that fuck work Van Hagar if there's such a thing. Oh, man, come on. Come on, man. Dude, there's some kind no. of alien some kind of ain't alien, no on. Some kind of alien's no. gonna make you want to eat some pound cake. <laughs> no, no, that's Don't. that Satan calling you, Mark. You keep acting like you ain't listening to Satan. You do because you love Hagar. He's Satan. I don't agree with him, but I like the music. Yeah, well, no. That's he's, what brings you down. He's Satan. That's hilarious. He's Satan. He's, he's not Satan. Satan. Yes, he is. Yeah, listen to listen to Michael Sweet. I did. I. Yeah. Nobody listens to me. I said I don't like him personally. He lies. I posted that just to make sure you guys all know. But I like the music. I'm not going to stop listening to music because I don't agree with his lies. Shit. I don't do that. He brought that band, the Mighty VH, down to shit. That was fucking Eddie and fucking Alex. They wanted oh, that was They wanted that Patty was... Smythe, dude, and John Waite. Come on. Patty Smythe would have been better than Hagar. They wanted John Waite, your mortal enemy, John Waite, you know. No, I don't say he's, he would have been better than Hagar. <laughs> but he's one hey, of your mortal Patty, enemies. At least Patti Smythe had a one good song in her career. It's better than Sammy Hagar ever oh, did. Oh, she had more than one good song on, <laughs> in her. The Warrior, oh, bang, bang. You don't know yeah. Goodbye to You? Goodbye to You. Yeah, yeah that one's okay. She was kind of hot, too. And, and she, they did a really, they did an awful cover of Only the Young by Journey. Yeah, but she also did uh, a cover of uh, Downtown Train, which was better than Rod Stewart's cover. Jerry, are you as anti-Hagar as me? I wasn't sure. I I cannot stand Sammy Hagar with Van Halen. I do like some of the solo songs. I do like some of Montrose. I fucking hate Circle Jerk, and I hate fucking Chicken Shit. So uh, Yeah! But I do like some of the solo I can't but Van oh god, Van Hagar is the fucking drizzled sh shits, man. Speaking of circle jerk, we always get into a circle jerk talking about fucking Sammy. <laughs> and I yeah, like, and you're I like in, the band and you're circle in, jerks. And you're in the center, Mark. <laughs> Fuckers. You're fucking all pissing Dude, on me. That's so fucking just piles of shit they release with him and Van Halen, dude. I'm sorry, man. Just crap. But let me tell you what love can do. Come on, man. Oh God. <laughs> let's, let's break this. Let's break the seventh seal on this shit. <laughs> yeah, well, we ain't talking about love, Mark. <laughs> I don't want to hear about it later. Terrible. <laughs> I know good shit too. Shit. 
I can like both, man. Calm down. I'm Absolutely. More power to you, man. But I like so ro- I like I like fucking Sammy's being a dick, dude. Nothing Remember, to about it. I'm the only opinion on the show that matters, so. Oh God. You That's got, gonna be my. You got the. My, you got the star. star. Now you got a diva. You got a star and a diva on the show. And then I'm just the guy who's fucking just trying to hold you guys away from me. <laughs> and I'm just here for fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're finding. Oh, actually, I love it. All right. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, just bring up Sammy Hagar and then Mike get, Mark gets beat down every week. We beat down Mark I on the next dedicate a whole show. We dedicate a whole show to bashing Sammy Hagar. Has that been done yet? That's we good. did we did a show why people hate Sammy Hagar with Lee and another guy and I uh, Lee was in the middle most of the time but he kind of agreed with the other guy more so we could do another one we could do a Sammy centric episode I want to shout out to a uh, I think it was a freeform show you guys did balance with Ralph right yeah <laughs> Listen to that. Dude, that's a fucking classic, man I'm telling you it's one of the best ones yeah well, well, everybody likes to hear Ralph own me. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> the thing about this because Ralph did absolutely no fucking homework or even listened to the album and he nailed it. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right, man. Let's get to our tracks of the week. <laughs> I picked uh, Ozzy Osbourne's Flying High Again. If I can love that song. And then Charles picked Ghost, Jesus, He Knows Me. You yeah. want to talk about that song, Charles? Uh, it blows away that fucking Genesis crap. I know that. Yeah. What are you drinking right now, dude? A lot of beer. <laughs> That's point, point five stuff, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's going to pass out good tonight. <laughs> oh, man. It blows away. He's drunk, guys, so don't listen to that opinion. On hey. that I'm joking. <laughs> no, I will listen to it. Jerry, what do you you haven't heard the, that ghost song? Yeah, I have. It fucking rules, dude. Okay, do you like the Genesis one better? No, I don't like that song. I'm not a huge Phil Collins Genesis fan, man. Okay. To me, I can't tell the difference between Phil Collins and Genesis when they come out with an album in the '80s. So, so your opinion doesn't matter on this one, then. I'm just there's some good. Oh no, they're not. Hold on, there's they, 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 so Genesis and well, the same. You know what? I mean? Yeah, just not a huge. Man, like some people are, man. I, I was never a huge prog fan, man. I never was. So, yeah. And then we just—Are you talking, Jerry? Now go ahead. All right, man. You're, you're going like in and out sometimes. Um, why don't you tell me if I can fix it? I just told you. Well, after the show. Oh well, no. Right now you started it. Oh, okay. Never, yeah. <laughs> he's been doing. He's been doing it for me all show. Oh, he has. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry, man. I only heard the most of it right now. But you can still understand what you're saying. So, Jerry, you picked Sticks, Sweet, Mad, and Blue. What a fucking great track. Why'd you pick that one? It's a fucking great song, and it's the real Sticks, man. It's pre-Tommy Shaw, but it's still the real Sticks, man. I love that song. I love Equinox, man. Great freaking record. Um, Dennis DeYoung, one of the greatest rock singers of all time, man. Why not pick it? Yeah, it's great. And then, Joseph, you picked a... a uh, Ace Frehley song, Breakout. Why'd you pick that one? Uh, I love that first Frehley's Common album, and I know Ace has been in the news a lot lately, and then Eric Carr, too, with the with the Record Store Day release of Rockology. So what what better to uh, do than a song that they wrote together? So you know what? Uh, Breakout. 
kick-ass track off a great album. All right, I agree. That was our uh, episode on Quiet Riot's Metal Health. Charles. What's yes, up? sir. Mm-hmm. Um, go Maybe. go for it, man. It, end it. <laughs> it's your episode. Oh, yeah. Ghost, Jesus, he loves me. Blows away Phil Collins because he's probably a closet pedophile. And enjoy the free rock podcast for life. When, when did they do Jesus, he loves me? Jesus, he loves me. This I know. Jesus, loves me, whatever. Oh. I drank really solid beer. Quiet Riot was the first number one metal. Phil Anselmo, find me and slap me so I can sue you, you bitch. And I was glad to have Joseph Stav on the album. We broke the tie. We both enjoyed this record, and uh, it was an awesome episode. Yeah, uh, could be- oh, holy shit. Jerry. <laughs> oh, hold on, man. I'm fucking still fucking laughing at that remark. That was- <laughs> <laughs> what remark? Oh, the pedophile. Oh. <laughs> Still calling probably a pedophile. What's like, oh, like, God. All right. No, nah, man, this is, a, this is a fucking great album, Charles, man. Great freaking choice, man. Um, this is an album that should, like, be talked about. They kept alive a lot more. So I'm glad we did it, man. And Joseph, man, thank you for being on again, man. It's a pleasure. Yeah, thank you guys for having me once again. Great album. Like Charles said, we broke our tie. Um, yeah, I'm always happy to be on talk about music make CDs appear out of nowhere, you know? It's always a great time. Well, are you going to be on the video? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, then. All right, until next week, man, uh, fucking rock out with your cock out. And remember, fuck the hugs, take the drugs, bitches. We're out.
for the best of rock and heavy metal and some Duran Duran. <laughs> Just joking. Where am I? Tune into thatmetalstation.com every Tuesday night to hear the Freeform Rock Show. 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, only on thatmetalstation.com. You have just listened to the Freeform Rock Podcast. All music played on the Freeform Rock Podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. Support the artist by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.